Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. Hey, what's happening there, everybody? It's Brian House here for the work for us. No, work for them. Work for... Work for something. What is it? Work for... Work work for it. Work for it. The Work For It podcast. That's it, Brian. Thank you so much. I'm joined with Brian Cohn. Ben is coming in just a little late this morning in true Ben fashion. Hey, man. He'll be jumping on when he can. He's Not just trying problem. to keep the bit alive, you know. Ben's always late, and that's that's totally fine. We had an issue this morning with timing, and I needed to do an early show, which turns out to not even really need to be an early show, but since my schedule was shifted anyway, uh, long story short is a rock on the highway flew and hit my car Wh- and what? smashed my windshield. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I mean, you okay. know, whatever. But the windshield's broken. And, oh, jeez. Um, So I have, you know, in the state of Florida, you can get your windshield fixed as part of this program here. Um, You know, all insurance covers your windshield. It's like a safety program. So basically you make a call to your insurance carrier. They come out or they send somebody out to fix your car. Uh, No charge. You know, another benefit of living in the great state of Florida, as I like to call it. I mean, free windshields, hurricanes every once in a while. You know, there's a toss up there. Put up with people, uh, you know, smoking bath salts and eating faces off every I mean, once in a while. If that's your and, thing, you that's know. your thing. That's fine. Skin cancer, you know, it's a, it's a toss up. But <laughs> uh, you know, we we uh, so I had the appointment today, and then realized that, that that appointment is not going to work. We ended up having to try to. Long story, but it involves our children and how they love to just throw wrenches and everything. So Aww. we are not able to do that appointment. So it really didn't matter anyway. We really didn't have to do this this morning, but whatever. I'm enjoying it. I'm here. I'm better in the morning anyway. So, Brian, oh, yeah. how the hell are you, buddy? Dude, I'm, I'm good. It's It's been a really cool week this week. Uh Speaking of Florida, temperature pretty, wise or, or well, uh, just, uh, actually it is a little bit cooler. It's it's been about mid mid 40s or so pretty much all weeks. But, you know, okay. nobody really cares about that. No. Speaking You're of right. Florida, true. I'll be officially making it down to close to Florida, Atlanta, Georgia here in a month. Oh, wait a minute. You're coming to Atlanta, Georgia. Why would you do that, Brian? Who wants Late to go show, to Atlanta? baby? What? I'm going to make it. <laughs> My well, my I have an bags are packed. I know you're yeah. coming. Your ba- your bags are packed already. My it's like bags a month are away. packed. I've I've got the tickets. I've got the flight scheduled and paid for. Man, I'm so excited. I'm excited to see all of the people that I've been you know having conversations with all the time. Mm-hmm. Being able to see them in person is just. I mean, that's going to be so damn cool. Yeah, it is interesting. Like when you run into people you've been talking with for years face to face it's kind of it's kind of interesting because you don't really it's not like you're it's not like meeting somebody for the first time if that makes sense right well i mean i'm also really bad with names and faces so this is just going to be an interesting ride for me it's going to be it's going to be interesting but yeah so 
I am also, while I'm at Blade Show, I'm planning on doing a bunch of interviews. I've, I did one with Matt Gentry. Um, I haven't released that video yet, but I really like the way that it's turned out. So I'm planning on doing, basically, I'm hoping to get at least 12 interviews done throughout Blade Show. Interviewing whoever wants to, pretty much, if you listen to the mm. podcast, you've you already have a free ride onto this interview type thing if you want to, if you're going to be there and you want to be interviewed, I'm your guy. Basically, okay. I'm going to be doing, I've got about 10 questions or so, and we can just kind of, you know, set up a camera and do it, you know, 2020 style where we sit down and have a brief conversation and talk about your work and your stuff. So I yeah, like I'm, it. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, you know, actually just getting down to the warm weather and seeing all these knife makers. So that's going to be cool. So that Brian, what cool. do you got going on this week? Well, I want to circle back on your trip to blade show. Okay. Um, all right. I'd, I'd like to appreciate, uh, everyone who has, uh, contributed to our Patreon and that, and if you do that on the regular, or have done that in the past, uh, you can go to work for it uh, on Patreon. So it's patreon.com forward slash work for it. And you can contribute as little as $1 a month. And there's so many people there that now do that. Um, you're the reason why Brian is able to, I, I think you probably would have made it anyway, but um, that honestly, money, yo, you're honest, not sure. Honestly, I probably wasn't going to be able to make the trip after all. Whoa, without your guys's, so. without your guys's help, I wouldn't have been able to make it because, Man. I mean, hopefully, if Emily's not, you know, listening to this, I can, you know, talk about it. But she is, you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> well, you know, basically, I have been. I, everyone knows, and I've talked about it here quite a few times. I've been saving up to buy her a ring, you know. And um, basically, I've I saved up and I saved up, and then you know I pretty much had all the money I needed, and then we got in that car accident, and well, a lot of that money had to go out, go to the words that, and then I'm saving up and saving up, and then a few other things came up, and I had to spend a lot of it on fixing you know my van and fixing a few other things. Well, now I've got it saved up again, and then basically I was deciding, well, do I go to Blade Show and spend pretty much a good hunk of this money again? Or do I stay home and buy the ring? So luckily you and guys it, came in clutch and thank you guys because I wouldn't be able to make it without you. Basically a lot of a, a lot of my trip was just paid off by the Work For It podcast Patreon people. So I yep. appreciate every single one of you guys. And, and Maritime Knife Supply. Mar yep. Maritime Knife Supply. Check them so, out. Canadian people. Fantastic people. I just ordered from them. I'm excited to get what uh, whatever he sends out to me. So yeah. Yeah, you can take advantage of the USD to Canadian exchange rate. He ships into the U.S. every single day. Uh, it comes just as fast. You, if you order something from Mar MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, uh, he ships it, uh, you know, just standard shipping, and it comes right to you. I get everything within a week. And uh, he's he's very competitive, Lawrence Lake. He's uh, uh, if If you know anything about Lawrence, Maritime Knife Supply is kind of like his side hustle that's quickly becoming its primary hustle. It's kind of like Holy what I did cow. with Housemade. Yeah, this, is, and, this and, is just a side hustle? How in the world does he do this level of service as a side hustle? Well, he's um, he's an interesting guy. He likes to work like I do. He takes a lot of pride in what he does. And because he was a knife maker for so long and saw a need um, in the Canadian market to have distribution for a lot of these things that were tough to get in Canada, um, he started that whole, like, Hey, I'll be the liaison. I'll do this, you know, I'll help. And then it blew up. I mean, it blew oh, up. Wow. And then 
he found a way to get things across the border into the U.S. Usually it's the other way around. You know, we're trying to ship into Canada, right? So, right. Um, and now he's shipping into the U.S. And because the dollar to Canadian, what is that, like the maple syrup, ruple, or whatever <laughs> they trade up there um, in Canada. Um, or it's, it's loonies and they, toonies, no, and that's no, not a no, joke. I think, I'm pretty sure they they uh, they pay with everything in hockey pucks, but um, oh yeah, yeah, the Blue antlers. That's it. Beaver tails. That's it. Yeah, they're still yeah. trading pelts up there. It's really, every once really interesting place, Canada. All the way up um, here in Michigan, every once in a while we get somebody trying to trade moose antlers, and you know it's just it's it's hard to break them of it. It really is. It's hard to break it down because, you know, you give them back like a half of a moose antler, you know, you cut it in half. It's kind of tough. But um, anyway, uh. he, he figured that whole system out. And we and we uh, started a relationship a while ago because I needed some things that I just simply imagine this could not get in the U.S. <clears throat> from a U.S. distributor, but I couldn't get it. And then um, Lawrence was able to do it. I don't know how. And then. And then uh, through him, I was able to get it shipped directly to me. And so now he's one of my suppliers for some of my regular things that I use. And then we became fast friends just through that. And then, um, of course, now um, we're, we're doing sponsorship deals with him and trying to keep him on the forefront of everyone who is in the maker space that makes pretty much just about everything. Go to his website, uh, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, and check him out. And then also, if you're a patron, I'm going to go ahead and shout you out right now. We have, get this, 52 patrons oh, now. We have a new join, we got another a new one. one to join on. Yeah, and I think uh, what I what I really like about this is that um, I think people are seeing where the money is going, and they like that. You know, so so they know that if <clears throat> they see you at Blade Show, right, they may have had a part in that uh, <coughs> sending you there. And, um, you know, if you see like a chicken wing in my hand, you know that, you know, maybe possibly you paid for that uh, chicken wing <laughs> when, I, when I was at Blade Show or whatever. Oh, come on. But, uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> no, no. It, it, but so to give you guys an update about Blade Show, first week of June. So I'll be driving up. Um, and I, I was told to keep this on the down low, but then he went ahead and just released it into the world anyway. Pickle cutters. Nick is flying into the airport that's right next to my workshop. Hell yeah. Uh, the day before, I think Wednesday. Uh, and then I pick him up from the airport, and the next morning we start uh, our road trip. So if you can imagine the scene from Wayne's World where Dana Carvey <laughs> and Mike Myers are in the front of the AMC Pacer and they're rocking out, that's going to be myself, Nick, Sarah, and Dexter, and we're all driving up oh, to... Oh, Dexter's coming up. Dexter nice. is coming to Blade Show, and then um, I've rented a house uh, just a few minutes away from Cobb, so uh, it's going to be all of us hanging out there. James Fleming from Wasteland Forge is going to be staying with us, and Nate Walpole of Walrus Steel is going to be staying Whoa. with us. So we're all going to like pile into this house that I rented, and then what am um, I doing? I am. Well, I'm staying. I, I'm this, staying with. Uh, I'm staying with. Um, it's oh going to be gosh, more quiet. Where you're, you're going to stay with Neil over at Maximus Knives. Neil at Maximus see, here's Knives. The thing. Holy cow. Yikes. You can tell I've, I'm, I'm sitting in front of a microphone. Every once in a blue moon, like your mind you just goes blip. completely blank. <clears throat> yeah, it just happened. So we were going to do a hotel, right? And okay. then you guys decided to do the house. And I was like, well, maybe we'll pile in on that. And Neil extended the offer to us. And then I was like, you know what? We'll just stay at the hotel because we're going to drive. And it's like, whatever. We, we'll just stay there and get a room. And then... 
I don't remember what happened. Oh, Nick said he wanted to come. And it was like, all right, well, then let me look into Airbnbs and houses and stuff. Well, you know, for $100 more a night, it goes from a one-bedroom to, like, a four-bedroom, you know, right. house. And it's like, well, 100 bucks more a night, I might as well just buy this or rent this big house. And also, like you, sp- you split that bed. up over you split that up over all the people, and it's it We're going to cover it. House, housemate is going to cover the cost. Whoa. So, like, yeah, so there's no cost to anybody staying with us. It's just we're going to cover it because – I needed a place to stay anyway, and the difference in from the hotel versus the house was minimal, and it's a business write-off, whatever. We're all going to party and hang out, and it's worth it to me because, you know, we'll have a crash pad, and my son can come, and, you know, d- the value Man. in all of that is going to be so cool. So, yeah, housemate will cover the cost, and then, yeah, just three days of hanging out with all of our best buds. We're going to get to see Dennis Terrell, James Dude. Fleming, Nate Walpole, um, I believe Justin Miller from Florida Man Forge is going. There's been talk of Scott Wilkerson coming from Phoenix Works. There's Bald Man Knife and Tool. I mean, List Grissom goes on. Tools. List goes dude, on. <laughs> it's it is gonna be epic this year. I think now, we're really we're really gonna have a great year at Blade Show. So if you're thinking about coming, now is the time. Now you got a chainsaw going on over there. What's going on? You know what that is. What is that? So, <laughs> so I record this up in the uh, mezzanine above my shop. Okay. And uh, Sarah's going, sorry. So the big <laughs> work table that I built, I build, I, I'm making two more of these. They're 10 feet long by two feet wide, and they're on um, these industrial casters. And I've joked for the longest time because when I made this table – when you roll it, it sounds like Chewbacca, like, you know, like, yeah. so I want to make like a, a cut, steel cut plate that says like Chewy was here or something that's like funny. that with his face on. But anyway, that's what that is. She's if you don't know and you haven't been following my social media, we've been very busy at Housemade for the last six months. We have been developing our own aluminum roller bearings and our aluminum drive wheel set for two by 72 belt grinders. And as simple as that sounds. It is not simple. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's like, well, it's just a, it's just a wheel made out of aluminum, and it's just bearings, and it's just whatever. No, well, uh-huh. uh, it is not that simple. So many, 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 many prototypes. Working with a machine shop locally here Ooh. in Florida, uh, we have now gotta love I, that local I, business. Oh, dude, it's so great because you know you walk into this shop. And I can walk right into that. I don't know if you saw, but the video of like walking into a huge room filled with CNC lathes where all these guys are machining our parts. It's just like surreal to watch. I mean, it's unbelievable that we're doing this. We so we took delivery. I ordered 200 sets of the wheels. We took delivery of 50 sets and that 50 is almost gone in the first week of releasing it. So nice. Uh, we're doing limited runs of the etches that'll be on the drive wheels. This one is hard work and good luck. It's it's series number one. So we're going to do 50 of those and that's it. And then we're going to come up with another design for the next 50 and so on and so on. We don't know how long, you know, how many designs we have in us, but uh, that's what we've been up well, to. And dude, I've, I've seen what Sarah times. can do. I've seen what Sarah can come up with for the design. So I know there's there's got to be quite a few coming out. She's pretty good. I got to yeah, say. Yeah, she is. She can handle that stuff. She's and then uh, Baldman came and saw and he came up with a great idea. He was like, 
you know, this kind of looks like an old mag wheel from a car. Like maybe you make like the, you know, the the mag uh, etch on there with like the logo, the lightning bolt or something like that. I was like, mm. man, that'd be super cool because we can definitely do that too. Um, so many, many different ideas, but we have been slammed with taking delivery of 50 sets. So that's like 200 total wheels, you know, so there's four in each set or whatever. And um, I think that math is right. Four times four. Five is twenty. <laughs> okay, all right. Never mind. Anyway, you know what I mean. So yeah. uh, <laughs> we took took delivery of all of those, and then ha- having to work with figuring out how to now logistically ship them. You know, that's the okay. other thing is like because they're aluminum, they're not like steel. You can't just throw them in a box and wrap them in cellophane. Mm. You, you got to like really protect these things um, from the from what I like to call the velociraptors of the shipping world, which are the United States Postal Workers of America. Sorry, Crafty Man Forge, but you're included in this. I'm sure you're very gentle <laughs> with my packages, but um, who is a patron of ours? But, I was going to uh, say, I don't was, shit talk them too much. Come on. Uh, I, the, the post office? Oh, they're fair game. They're, 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 they're fair no, game, I mean, Brian. I mean, post office is fine, but Crafty Man, I mean. Oh, no, no, Crafty cool Man, dude. of course. No, no, of course, yes, of course. Uh, but uh, he's part of this uh, my nemesis organization, which is oh, the post wow. office. And this, is, this is this is all out war. For all I know, it's a <laughs> keep your enemies close, keep your your friends close, enemies closer type deal. Maybe sure, he's, sure. he's the USPS mole. For all we oh, know. Whoa, that's an accusation. Just throwing that out there. Allegedly. You thought about that, Brian? I bet you haven't. Whoa, he's a mole. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. Okay. Anyway, Brian. So sh- short of you um, getting to Blade Show and doing all of that, what else do you have going on in your workshop? You doing anything th- like fun? Making any? Uh, Actually, speaking things? of fun, I'm have I had a great time the last couple days. So I've always in the back of my head, I've always wanted to do acid etch and rock tumbled knives for that stone wash okay. finish. Oh, and uh, I've I've always like I I haven't really looked at and I specifically did not watch any YouTube videos around it because I don't want to like copy somebody else. So I went a whole went ahead and built a rock tumbler yesterday out of three inch PVC pipes, and Ooh. basically I just a board and a couple caster wheels, couple nails to keep it from rolling back and forth. A uh, PVC pipe, a cap on one end, a screw cap on the other side, so I can screw off the the top. Couple stones, and man, I've I had I made a YouTube video around making it. I'm making up some uh, knives right now to test it all through. I made four pretty close to identical knives so that I can test a few things, and made a video around the rock tumbler, made a video around making those knives so that I can show off the testing. And yeah, I'm having a bunch of fun over here. So what um, drives the actual you know, like what turns the the tumbler? Oh, you know, it's the two by seventy two. I was gonna like, say that's... that's what a lot of people do. They make they make it like kind of fit into their belt system, so the belt turns it. Yeah. So basically, I have it set up so that I have four swiveling caster wheels, so that's right up close to the edge of the board, so that it actually leans over onto the belt. But oh. basically, what I found out is, you know, I wrapped the portion where the belt touches in duct tape thinking, oh, well, this will slow the uh, wear. Well, it runs when it's off or when it's empty of rocks. But as soon as you put any sort of weight in there, the thing just wants to the belt just wants to slip on that duct tape. Oh, so okay. today I'm going to go ahead and pick up some rubber bands to wrap around it. Hopefully that'll give it enough uh, grip. 
I know you don't want too much inspiration on the project, but uh, Redbeard, James over at Redbeard Ops, he um, he has a good tutor- tutorial on this. And it's, uh, so look him up. I, I know multiple people have done this, but James, you know, is so very thorough uh, right. with his with his uh, details and stuff and how he makes it work. So I'm not, I can't remember how he does it. I, it's similar to like the design you're describing, but I just can't remember how he drives. It's the two by 72, but I think he, God, I think he like want to, I want to say he somehow uh, creates an environment where the belt wraps around the tumbler. Whoa. You know, like that you know just sounds saying? like something that's going to like catch and, you know, blow up or something. Uh, you'd have to watch it. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to okay. see it, but, uh, uh, well, that sounds cool. I'm, I'm into that. I actually really like that concept. Um, I have an industrial tumbler, but it, it doesn't do the same thing. It's too <laughs> fast only and has, it's too big. <laughs> your boy only has eight foot by 16 foot. So I, I can't have a whole vibratory. I'm with you. Know. you. <laughs> I'm with you. This machine is a monster, but you if you throw a knife in there, it eats away it any lost. finish within, uh, yeah, and it eats yeah. away the finish way too quick. So, yeah, you need something like what you're doing to, to make that happen. Yeah, and that's my idea with this. Uh, I made four separate knives. One, basically, the idea is I'm going to acid etch them all. Um, basically, I'm going to test the, you know, the, the amount of time that it has to tumble. Um, on each of them, and then one of them has a forge texture, so to see what what the rocks interact with the forge texture. Oh, I, I imagine that the peaks might do something with it; it might look cool, yeah, or it might just look like crap. And you know what? I'll just throw that one out or keep it myself or something. But I love testing like this. I think yeah. it's important to do, and be, you know when when you're looking to get a new finish or a new look that is so it could eventually become your signature look. It's it, you got to burn through a lot of processes to get there, and I. And but I love the process. It's fun. I love that science. It's fun for sure. And then yeah. I was also talking to Matt Gentry yesterday, and um, just to you know bounce some ideas off of him. And uh, he said that one of the things that he's seen is that you can put like bits of brass and copper in there and yes. get some like brass and copper streaks on it. So I'm thinking I might do a whole separate like tube for each of those because by the time you buy the pvc and put it all together each of the tubes only costs like 30 bucks to make so it's like you know why not yeah have have options and maybe and also different like if you go to harbor freight they sell um tumbler media they sell like ceramic sharp edged ceramic pieces and like all kinds of different stuff that you could throw in there to experiment with and it's inexpensive Luckily, right outside my front step at my shop is I, I have a boatload of just loose, you know, pebble and stone. So I was thinking about running it with that, but also, like, don't you kind of want the more uniform? So I might switch over to the media. I don't know. What do you think? Um, Well, I guess it's the look you're going for. I like the rounded stone look for stone wash because it's like a subtle scratch. It's not like okay. a sharp scratch. Mm. But, you know... I mean, play with it. I mean, see, you know, you throw anything that'll that'll ding up that finish, you know, will work. I run ceramic. Uh, they call them ceramic ceramic cylinders cut on a bias. Okay. So it's uh, so if you can imagine, it's like a it, take a tube, you know, that's uh, take like for a carrot. Let's take a carrot for instance, okay. like a thin carrot, and cut it at a diagonal on the bias okay. and both yeah. ends, and it's like that. And it's like okay. they're about they're about an inch and a half long. And they're made out of ceramic, and they're expensive. I mean, Jesus, like, 
I mean, I think I got in a five gallon bucket is like three hundred dollars of this oh. of this stuff. However, it lasts a long time. Like I'm right. using the same bucket, you know, for the last couple of years, and I tumble every day. But the 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 thing is, is it does break down and it gets smaller and smaller over time. But the cool thing about ceramic is the smaller and smaller it gets, it still has its effectiveness. You know, right. it's still and not. It's still rough. You know. And that's one of the things that Matt brought up is like he what he has his own tumbling system and he uh, he basically uses larger media and smaller media to like kind of vary the scratches so it's not just all perfectly uniform. Yeah, that's a good that's a good tip. I don't do that because I I need the same size of everything because um, in the machining world we call it destoning. What happens is the stones work their way into the crevices and they'll they'll wedge themselves in. And if you have different size uh, stones in there, they tend to like work together because mm. of the frequency and they'll wedge. And sometimes you can't get them out like you have oh, to geez. literally take a chisel and chisel them out. It's a oh, huge geez. pain in the ass when you're processing parts. Yeah, it's a huge pain in the ass. You'll see like a bunch of guys, how they get around this is they use like removable zip ties and they'll put them inside of things to like, you know, wrap around to kind of give something so that they can work the stones out. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, experiment, man, you know, go and you can on Amazon too, you can buy ceramic media and because you don't need that much of it. It's, it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah. I was thinking about just dropping by Harbor Freight and seeing what they have to, uh, yeah. you know, just they, get that going. Do you know what a jack is? Like the game, you you remember like jacks? Yeah, like you okay. bounce the ball and you see how many you can pick up before the ball exactly. bounces. Exactly. Yeah. They make ceramic. Again, last week you're asking if I know what a phone book is. Well, how young do you think I am? Come on. Well, now. jacks, man, are not, are something that even in my generation, a lot of people never really played with. You know, so like that's that that actually is a valid question. I was really <laughs> messing with you with the phone book thing. I, of course, you know what a phone book is, but uh, but no, the jacks oh, yeah. is like one of those things where um. You know, I played them as a kid, but then, like, by the time I was, like, 10 or 11, you know, nobody played with them. But uh, they make ceramic versions of those. So, like, so they can break up and cut your kid or what? No, no, no. <laughs> they're, they're like, for your tumbler, you throw them in and, oh. they, and, they, and they're, they're, ver- they're very coarse. You know, they have all those edges, you know, to kind of, yeah. like, you know, so it's, it's interesting stuff. They make triangles and all kinds of crap. So, hmm. but, uh, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I th- I have a theory. If you use too sharp of edges with your forged look, it's gonna it's it's gonna probably take everything. You know, yeah. it'll probably get down into those grooves. But if you use more rounded stones, like say river rock, you could buy that at Home Depot. You could throw that in there, and it won't because it won't get down in. It won't scrape as much. And I would check it like every 10 minutes, you know, like be pulling these out yeah. and looking and then make sure you're writing down like, hey, this one was in there for how many cycles of 10 minutes? That way you can match it every time. See, my original plan was to use these four to figure out how high of a like grind I have to go. Like, do I bring it up to 220 grit? Do I need to go 600 grit, 800 grit, The maybe the Scotch-Brite belts? But yeah. I think I think my idea is I'm just gonna go up through 220 grit, hit him on both of the the fine and the ultra fine Scotch Bright belt because that gives me a decent enough satin. And by the time by the time I tumble them, th- I imagine that's gonna be enough to you know just you know make it all look you know uniform. Um, yeah, with so an I think, you don't have to go real 
polished, right. you know, because right. the more polish you put on an etched blade, the easier it is. To, it wipes off. And yeah, I would I would go right. satin. I'd probably take it up to like 200 to 400 grit, maybe not even 400, like 200, 220 and then scotch bright it. Yeah, that's the plan. And then I think what the what the idea now is, you know, now I'm going to instead of making the test of, you know, what grit do I take it to? Now the test is going to be, you know, what type of media do I use or do I do the, yeah. you know, the stone out of the yard media or do I, you know, buy the Harbor Freight media for the first two and then after that, you know, maybe I can play with the brass or the copper chunks in it to see if that makes much of it. Gentry's effect. your guy. He's yeah, already he's done a, all he's this a cool testing. Dude. He's yeah, a cool I would dude. I would lean on him and heavily and that that'll That'll well, I want I want to kind of you know you know I, I I'll take advice if anybody has advice out there, but I'm I'm really hoping to make this a true test on the YouTube channel. But oh, I got you. Okay, yeah. so you're doing it for con- I get it. All right, very good. All right, I have two more the things other, I want to talk one, about. One other Go thing ahead. that if I could finish out, you know, for the rest of the rest of my week, the big the big next thing is. Luckily, I have you, you know, hanging around, you know, with the I'm with the CAD designs. So I I did the EDC finger hole knives that you know is kind of a variation of my very first knife I ever drew up. Well, luckily with with the help of you, I'm going to be able to do a you know mid tech production run of that same knife. So Ooh. yeah, I just ordered ten of them from TR Maker. Uh, we never discussed to- the design. You you uh, I sent you the design. I mean, obviously, your it's your design. I just drew it up. You, you that you approve of it, obviously. You, the, yeah, yeah, the, of course. The CAD work. Okay. Well, I mean, how could I not? I sent you a picture and you like made it exactly the way that my picture was. So it's perfect. Yeah, it's tough to interpret it. You have a couple of very organic curves in that knife and it's tough to convert that to line drawing but i think we got it pretty close oh i would honestly i put the two pictures side by side and i couldn't pick anything apart and i'm pretty i only had like 10 or 12 hours invested in the process (laughs) oh my god really no no big deal no i'm kidding of course not. i'm trying to make you feel terrible about no i had like 10 minutes it does not take long at all and i I, i'm (laughs) It took me forever to get around to it, and you were very oh. politely reminding me, hey, like, can wow. you get the hell up? Start this up again, please. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, I keep forgetting about that. That's no, fine. No big deal. So, all right, are you done talking now? Can I can I move oh, on? Oh, sorry. I... Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, I'll shut up so, with my trombone over here. So, <laughs> so two, two, different, um, two different things I want to definitely bring up. One is um, the Working Hands podcast. We are now supporting them. Uh, and I'd like to call them our sister show because I I'm I have such a solid kinship with these three guys. I, they're 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 my kind of people. I love listening to the show. More ears need to to hear it. So we decided we're gonna as a group. But the our patron is now supporting the Working Hands podcast. So you can um, basically what if your money flows into the Work for It podcast, it's some of that money flows back out into their pocket because. That's how much I believe in their, their what they're doing, their work. And then um, also, you are, are you familiar with the Make What You Fear challenge that they put out recently? Oh, like, not recently. It's been like three, four months going on now. Yeah, I did uh, the folding knife for the, the Make What You Fear. I mean, oh, you I, only, I only did. Well, I mean, I, I kind of soft entered it. So I, I did the folding knife and I was spurred on. You know, one part of it was. You know, I, I saw I saw it made and I was I just got obsessed with it. And then, you know, I kind of retroactively realized that folding knives have been something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. But, 
you know, I always thought that I didn't have near enough skill or machinery to make them. And then I made it. So, you know, it's kind of a make what you fear, kind of, sort of. I posted make what you fear when I posted the first one. And it's a very soft entry. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So you're aware of it. You you know yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. If you're not aware of it, it, the contest is over. The challenge is over. But I, I would imagine they're going to redo this in a few months. And the next round will have a lot more eyes on it because they had 50 entries, which is a lot. And like over close to 400 posts, I think, uh, that were. And if you look through the Make What You Fear hashtag, a lot of those videos had an enormous amount of views. There were some in there with hundreds of thousands of views on them. So very, very cool stuff. Um, I entered my forge into it. And and I entered early, early on uh, when it was just fire brick and a pile of, you know, plumbing parts. And then I, over the course of the last three months, I worked and developed the Forge project. And what, uh, what I really like about the what they were trying to do and did and accomplished was that they're trying to get you to step outside of your comfort zone, work with something you're not comfortable with. Well, my comfort zone, you know, is not anywhere near fire, and I really dislike working with fire, and it was scary, you know, working with this. It was li- literally. Uh, I was making what I feared, you know, and um, working with a forge. Now, what it did was, like a lot of fears, when you face them, it demystifies the product uh, or the process, and it and it uh, it made me realize that there was, as long as I was being safe, which I feel like <laughs> most of the time I was being safe. <laughs> Most of the time, big caveat uh, it, as much as you can be with like a huge <laughs> tank of fucking propane and like you know fire or whatever. Um, you know, I felt like I approached the project with some uh, you know safety minded, and then um, I was successful. I may, I, you know, I I started this and finished it, which I in in the midst of the dagger challenge, doing all of this, trying to achieve that goal. You know, I was a lot on my plate at the time, but I am really proud of my entry. Now, I don't know if I won, so I haven't finished the, I don't think I won, but I, I, I haven't finished the episode, so if you go back and listen to it, you can. Brian, can you cue up what these these guys uh, said about me and play back some of the show? There's like, yeah. it's make maybe a minute or two worth of audio. Yeah, I got it right here. Okay. Cordial towards me. Very nice. <laughs> Turn it down slowly. <laughs> You just wait. There you go. We don't want to take away from any of our participants. The All after right, show's thanks. coming. We have Brian House over at housemade.us. Yeah. Brian, another... if you follow him or have been following along with Brian, he has been developing for the past four months a forge. Maybe three by the time he got going, right? Three months? But he's developed a forge. In a while, Tony, yeah. you ex- explain the forge as you know the most about forges so what he's designed here is a flat packable forge that's his intent is to be able to ship this out to anybody that needs one it's um he's got a ribbon burner design with it which he's talked about actually building a mold that he can ship out with it and then and then you can mold your own uh your own burner with it and uh yeah he's been prototyping and doing a few things with it and he looks like he's got a pretty solid offering there now so looks pretty good wish it wish something like this was around when i was first starting it would have saved me a lot of time yeah, it does look kind of cool 
Yeah, it's yeah. been been really cool hearing the the development of the entire thing itself. I know one of the big things he was going for is efficiency and really helping people out with the, a lesser use of propane um, with like a standard forge that you might buy from somewhere else. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of help from uh, some very smart people around that have built forges, and he's it's uh, it's it's coming along. It's it's a it's a solid build. I'm actually. Sorry, Brian, but I'm going to steal your door idea. I'm putting doors like that on my forge because I've been this? trying to figure out something. Stealing my to, ideas. Tony, so I could have already. a sliding door. Hold on. Go ahead. This is the thanks I get, right? <laughs> Design something, immediately it's stolen. By a Canadian, no less. I thought they were supposed to be nice people up there. What the hell? Anyways. I, and once the, I saw uh, that with the way he's got it with uh, refractory in a metal casing yeah. and then the way that works i yeah i'm building them <laughs> i'm building ones that fit my forge so at some point but. i'll tell you what if this goes together as easy as this two by 72 it's gonna be gonna be a game changer for a lot of forge enthusiasts out there all right yeah, Brian, so it, stop it, it. all right they, they continue changer. on Did you hear they, that game they, changer game changer they stroke me a little bit on this yeah. and i and i think i bribed them a little bit with the patreon oh stuff that okay. I, I sent a message <laughs> private message to Keith and I was like look you better just you bet you want to keep this money flowing buddy <laughs> talk me up no I'm kidding the those guys uh have put together an amazing uh group of people and community that not only work with metal but st- um but wood and all kinds of different stuff so I know I talk about them a lot but I'll, I'll tell you there's not a lot of um I just really strongly feel everybody should be listening to that show. So go go check it out. Also, when they do the next round, and I'm thinking about we should do something here on the Work For It podcast where we steal their idea, and I, I'm calling it hashtag make what scares you. How about that? <laughs> what do you guys think about that? 100% original idea. That that reeks a lot of changing a few lyrics to call it your own. I don't know. <laughs> make what scares you. Oh jeez, I'm kidding, of course. We, but I love the concept and the um, the w- what I also like about it is the intermingling. You know how this works with social media, right? It's like all I see now is guys making knives. You know, because that's what I'm following and that's what right. I'm looking at and you know whatever. Now that I'm following like the make what you fear hashtag, you you get all these other things. You know, all these things that I would have never seen. So I love it. I love that concept. You guys are doing great work over there, Working Hands Podcast. Go check them out. Become a patron. Uh, and then you get the after show. They do a cool after show, which, which is a little bit more relaxed, which I really like. Yo, um, and so then- think, <clears throat> speaking of patrons, I feel like we have to go through our list of patrons. And this time, let's go through it, you know, super clean so I can take this this recording and, you know, put it on one of these buttons. You got it. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, let's do it. You ready? Let's, yeah, let's, let's do read it. him off. I'm ready. Marcus over at MW Steelworks. Mark Vanderwerf of 118 Blades. And by the way, if you're interested in uh, having me read a different name, of, people have mentioned this to me. They're like, oh, you just say my name, like, you know, um, Jamie Blow or my, Noah Bloomberg or, you know, Michael Nye, Bob Ryan. Um, you got to change your name in the 
in the patron uh, creator or patron supporter list or whatever, whatever your name says, change it to what you want me to read. Okay. And then that way, because I, it, there's 52 of you now, it's hard for me. So, like, for instance, Scott Wilkerson, he changed his name to Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix Works. So I, mm. I just read that off. Okay, so that. Okay, so, so next week we'll do it super clean, and all of yeah, you guys make make yeah. your those changes this week, so that we can you know do a super clean recording, so that this will become the the every week you know. Yeah, recording. and if you just want your name read, then just leave it as your name, you know, yeah. whatever. But because uh, I can't remember all the handles, you know, that's the thing. Um, some people have messaged me like, "Oh, you got to save my Instagram handles." Like I don't really know everybody's Instagram handle because I just see your name on the list. So. All right, let's do this. Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge, Devin and Dustin O'Hara of the Art of Craftsmanship, Noah Bloomberg over at Entiat River Forge, Michael Nye, Jamie the Squid, Eric at Overall Maker Works, Bob Ryan, Brigham Kendell, Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix Works, Works. <laughs> Keith, yeah, good thing we're not recording this one, Keith <laughs> Drennan over at Blackthorn Concepts, Bob at Shed underscore 72, Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives, Jason Moss, Mark LeBlanc, our man in Canada, Ken Kimna, Crafty Man Forge over at the USPS. He also makes stuff, by the way. I don't want him to just be associated with them because he's a maker as well. James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Pocket Knives. Actually, it's Hunsberger Knives now. Cardoso Knives in Portugal, KnifeMaterial.at, Moonshine Leatherworks, our man Brian Absher, Working Hands Podcast, Ryan Coakley, Coakley, this is, this is terrible, this is a mess, Ryan Coakley, <laughs> I put you on the spot and now you're messing everything up, goodness, uh, Ryan Coakley of uh, Ryan Chadbourne Custom Knives, uh, Carol Ann Jeanette Racine. She's Kawa Jeanette on Ooh, Instagram. I've got a story. I just talked to her. I'm, I might be ordering some uh, spoons from her. Let's get back to okay. that after this reading. Okay. Oxford Blade Co. Maritime Knife Supply.com. That's Lawrence Lake. Richard Beck of Beck's Armory.com. Uh, Jared Weaver at Weaver's Custom Metalworks. His Instagram is Master of Metal Manipulation. All right. So that's a good one. Let's go, go get that one. Uh, Leon Shanks of Two Birds Blade Works. Dennis Terrell. Terrell Knife Works. We'll be seeing you in Atlanta, Dennis. Thomas Moberg, TMO Knives. Donnie Dulovich, Maximus Knives. Neil over at Maximus Knives. Brad Troxclair. Jared over at Echo Blades. Nate Wapole at Walrus Steel. Zach Byrne of Burns Blades. Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell. Matthew Angel at Ad.KnifeWorks, Wesley Crumb, Benjamin Mullins, Matt Bicker, Dustin Yahima, Tony Murrell of UK Knife Maker Supplies, Jeremy Ballaball, Ira Housewert, Forge and Fire Champion, Ira Housewert, <laughs> <laughs> Reaper Metalworks, Chris Larson, at, he's the Midnight Maker, Nord, Nord Artisan, uh, Eric Andrews and our latest and greatest patron. He's listed here as T family, but it's really Todd Harrington. Mm-hmm. Todd, Great you're going to want to fix your name on here because it just says T family. So fix that uh, to Todd Harrington or whatever you want me to read it off as. But that's our final, uh, our, our latest patron. 52 of you in our patron party. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for your patronage. And uh, looking forward to having more people join the join the team. Yeah, and big thank you for me. I mean, I wouldn't be able to make it to Blade without you guys, so I appreciate the hell out of every single one of you. Thank you. All so, right. So speaking of Kara and Jeanette, 
I have been, I talked back and forth with her. She did a, uh, a serving spoon or maybe it was a cooking spoon out of wedge wood. And it was so pretty. Like it was a super, super dark wenge? wood. And I love it. Yeah. What is wedge? Yeah. I've never heard well, of this. All I saw was like this this wood that was like almost jet black. So I loved the way that it looked. Ooh. Well, I started talking to her and she said, "Oh, well, you know, she wanted one of my, you know, one of my knives and she I obviously want some of her spoons and we're just going to make a straight trade where she's going to get one of my production knives and she's going to make me a couple spoons." So, look at yeah. you. Got to love it. Got to love it. I was going to say, you could trade her a couple of hockey pucks for it, maybe, hey. or some maple syrup. I don't know. She's up in Alberta, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's I like that. I like that, that you guys are doing a maker trade. Yeah, love it. We should uh, do more of that maker trade stuff. Absolutely. I dig it. I dig well, it. Well, uh, specifically the, the one... with my production knives, like, I want to get them out into people's hands to give some feedback. I mean, they've passed my test. I, I just finished out my first batch of five of them, and I, I love the way that they turned out. You should do but, what Ben's Bites does. He does yeah, that. I'm thinking pass about around. doing that too. I'm thinking about the, doing that too. Do the pass around program, and yeah. and man, that that worked super slick. Like I really loved having a, one of his knives in my kitchen for like a week or two, mm. and it was it was great. You know, uh, steal that idea because it's it's a good idea. And oh, it's so here's the thing. I'm planning on making one for you, so I'll just pass that one around the community, and then you can get it at the end. I don't want everybody's stinking <laughs> hands all over my knife. It's gonna be in the. It's probably gonna be like weird oh, foods okay. on there and yeah. DNA and whatever else. Sure, I mean, sure. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think it's a great idea. You should do it, and um, and that way people will make social posts about it. It's a great way to promote your product. I think it's definitely should do it. I mean, yeah, what's it cost guys. to ship a knife? Like right, ten dollars, twelve dollars. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, come on. The other thing I wanted to discuss too, Brian, switching gears one more time before we jump into WFI projects, because we need to do that as well, is because uh, we're 45 minutes into the show. Can you believe that? 45 and minutes in? For, 45 minutes and still no Ben. What the hell? <laughs> uh, he'll jump in. But uh, <laughs> the dagger challenge. How yeah. about this? So they, uh, Dennis and Aaron went on the um, AOC podcast. That's another fantastic podcast. You got to go listen to it. The Art of Craftsmanship, Dustin and Devin O'Hara. Go listen to their podcast because that is it's one of my staples. Listen to it every week. And um, they went on to announce the winners of the viewer. So, you know, you can go listen to all that. And Dennis and uh, Aaron discuss the next layer, the next level of what it looks like to uh, move on into the next challenge, which will be, Brian, do you want to talk about what we're doing for the next round? It's the Fantasy Knife Challenge, and I am so perplexed on what I'm going to do because that's so out of my realm of normal knives. So, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm still thinking about it. I don't know what I'm going to I'm definitely going to do it. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do something. I've already got my concept. Oh, geez, of course you do. And and it was when I hear fantasy, right? I also think in my head sci-fi a little bit. Okay. So, and I and Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this could fall into a fantasy uh, niche. I'm thinking 1960s cheesy sci-fi movies. So use okay. this as right. your as your uh, basis of understanding. Mm. 
So, like, even a Star Trek episode when Captain Kirk, uh, what's his face, the guy that played Kirk, um, the guy that does uh, all the Travelocity commercials mm, now or whatever. I can't think of his name. Lincoln anyway. on his name, too. What's his name? William Shatner. William Shatner. Thanks, William Sarah. Shatner, you know, back in the day where he's traveling around the, the universe, Southern California, and they made all these um, great episodes of Star Trek. I'm thinking we make a knife kind of like based on the old – you know, ray gun look, you know, steampunk, ray gun, 1960s sci-fi film. And we use that as our as our inspiration for this knife, for, for my knife anyway. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to attempt it anyway. We'll see. You know, if you can imagine the, uh, you know, some maybe some colored stones mixed mm. in with some things, you know, that like, you know, some crystals and, uh, you know. That's what I'm thinking for that. I'm gonna go weird with it. Yeah, I've got absolutely nothing so far. Like I'm. <laughs> well, what kind of movies know. do you do you like? Any of the fan? Do you like Lord of the Rings? Do you oh like any yeah, of that kind of I stuff? like all those things. But like, I know that that's already been done. I want to do something that hasn't really been done, at mm-hmm. least not that often. So I'm still coming up with concepts. I I don't want to. What about know. recreating a knife from a movie? That's an idea. That's an idea. I just don't you know? know yet. I just okay. don't know. Well, if you have any ideas for Brian, hit him up on Instagram. Yeah, Econ I would appreciate Knives, it. And he needs ideas. And so, yeah, send them over to him. Couple, with, couple uh, things too. I want you guys to hit me up for. So ideas for the sci-fi knife. Uh, if you want to be interviewed at Blade Show or also if you want to get on this pass around chain, hit me up. Let's let's get I'm, I want to get an actual list set up so we can actually get all three of those things done. I think you should. Um, <clears throat> you hear that humming, Brian? Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out myself. It's not on my end, I don't think. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> me. What the hell? It's me. Uh oh. Is that the entrance in entrance of Ben? Ben, are you trying to? Are you calling from the other side? It's ben. William Shatner. He's radioing me from some weird planet on Star Trek uh, from me 1962. Up, Scotty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, ooh, gremlins, ghosts in the system. I like it. All right, so uh, uh, hit up Brian for Blade Show interviews, number one. I think, Brian, if it's possible for you to do this, you should make like a fake microphone where you like <laughs> interview people and walk up to them and and we'll like I, we got to get somebody like to hold the camera for you and like you know like do like the price is right thing that'd be hilarious and be like I'm just an it. absolutely ridiculous thing that's nowhere in it. like one of those rubber um the belt cleaning things something like that maybe i don't know yeah. Just make a, make a microphone out of something and like, I mean, shit, man, put an actual lavalier microphone in yeah. it, you know, like yeah. a wireless mic. And then that way you can like, you know, because it's loud in there. You're going to need right. some sort of audio, uh, close uh, audio recording. Um, otherwise, it's going to sound like absolute shit. But well, um, the, just the, keep that the plan right now is, you know, all the people that are staying with us and or me and Neil. I'm going to interview a lot of those people. It sounds like I'm just going to go over to your house and interview all of the people over there because those are all people that I want to interview. You know and where then, you're going to want to do it is in the pit after the show. You know, like, see, uh, I, go. I'm really it's hoping loud in there, to, too. Right. I'm hoping to get maybe I'll find like a corner somewhere that I can get away from some people and drag someone to yeah, it. There just is set up a tripod and have a microphone in hand and just call it good. 
Yep, make it easy on yourself. Yeah. I'd do the microphone thing because yeah. that way you can record anywhere. And, you know, all it is is my phone and a, and a tripod. That can collapse down to almost nothing. Yep, and bring a backpack. You know, yeah, just put it absolutely. all in there and, and wander around. So, all right, so shifting gears into WFI projects. We skipped it last week because we had Forge and Fire champion Ira Housework, also a patron uh, on the show and my long-lost cousin. Um, on the show, and and uh, we didn't get to WFI projects, so I would like to start off with a fellow making. Uh, a, I don't know if he made this forge, but he tagged. I'm pretty sure he made this Neil from Maximus Knives. Uh, he's doing the May is for Makers, yeah, uh, thing, and he took a picture of his forge and showed you know kind of how he did it. It looks like a big round i'm not sure what he used but it's a thick pipe and he's got a really beautiful forge going on here and it's nice glowing red and then just the next picture right next to it is one of these beautiful knives that he's got that wavy uh or oh, it's the harley quinn it's the harley quinn uh knife <laughs> so he's showing some of his old stuff okay yeah it's the same one and uh but it's just if you're not following neil over at maximus knives you got to his stuff is so great and he's a good dude He's a fantastic dude. I'm excited to see him in person over at Blade. I don't, is that like the 50th time I brought that up on this show so far? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other thing is, speaking of Neil, I he did a um, a free raffle type of a thing for hitting so many subscribers. Was it like 2,000 or something along those lines? Mm. Um, so basically, if you made a comment below tagging some people, you got a free entry, and I won. What? Yeah. So he actually. So it was. Two, this is rigged. You. I know, right? Won. And that's rigged. that's what I. He was like, "Oh my god, I, you know, I'm happy you won, but like, it's it's almost too bad because like, <laughs> <laughs> this is some bullshit. This is like your buddy that you gave the free ticket to. Okay. The, the <laughs> quote unquote free ticket. Uh, well, yeah, I was sure, trying to skirt whatever. the you know skirt the you know exactly buy in type thing. Dirty, but anyways, dirty pool. No, no, I'd never do anything like that. But basically, so he he had two pairing or not pairing knives, steak knives that I could choose the handle, and I basically told him, you know, just make it out of the scraps that you have, or make it what however you want. Just have fun, do whatever you want. Don't spend too much money on it. So it sounds like it's supposed to arrive either later today or tomorrow morning. So I'll make Ooh. an unboxing video over on my Instagram. Mm, okay, well, I like it. I like it. Have you plucked a, a a WFI project out yet? Yeah, Ben's Bites, old faithful over here. Ben's Bites, oh he's God. he is just an awesome handle maker. If you haven't checked out Ben's Bites, come on, get on that thing. But yeah, he's, he's got the photo game down now. Oh my like gosh, piece of glass or whatever. Yeah, with the, it's, oh, it's so pretty. Just just like like this one that I'm looking at is uh, spalted maple and ironwood burl put together in this yes. handle in a wasp style handle. But like the fact that he has it on this piece of glass with the black underneath of the glass, so that you can get like that mirror effect. Holy cow, man! Get some I need dust to, I need on that to mirror. Like, I need some to dust on that, that mirror, Ben. Clean that up. Hey, don't don't dust. call him out like that. Come on, <laughs> come on. That, what are you that doing? That shit cleaned up. What are you doing? Ah, oh, jeez. What's kidding. your next? I one? love it. I love it. I love his uh, his his photography. My next one, of course, one one eight blades. Have you seen this nickel layered ADCR V2? That was 
that was also on my list of things to talk about. He's doing a, a raffle or a waffle on this thing. Yes. So you can buy in uh, 15 pounds, which I think is like 10,000 US, $10,000 <laughs> US to buy this knife oh, or whatever. Geez. I'm here, kidding. Let, I think it's like it's like it's like twelve or thirteen dollars US. Here, let you me ask Siri. Let me ask Siri real quick. Convert fifteen pounds into USD. That would be eighteen dollars and eighty cents. Eighteen. Eighteen dollars so, and eighty cents. So for eighteen dollars and eighty cents, nineteen dollars essentially, you can get in on this waffle, and he will ship. Did you see that he sent me a cool birthday gift? The oh, what did he send you? And the, he sent me an, that knife that I I actually want. He was going to do a waffle. He didn't have like enough entries to like make the waffle happen. Mm. So he pulled the waffle, gave everybody their money back and then sent me the knife. And he and he actually sent me a whole bunch of other really cool stuff like. Um, so he had my base plate or a whole grinder actually cut out at a laser cutter and he got the drops, which is like the HM from the base plate. And he used it to make this really cool like. He welded it together. You'd have to see the post. I'll I'll make another post about it. But uh, he'd made like this little eyeball out of resin and put it. It's so cool, man. Mark, I appreciate you. I want you to know. I know. I know he knows how much I appreciate him. But the guy is just steadfast. He's like one yeah. of those dudes that is so loyal and steadfast. I just, I really appreciate him so much, and um, it made me really feel special that day. So thank you so much. Yeah, and I had a note to pick bring up the WFI waffle hashtag so that we could talk exactly about oh. this one. But okay. Yeah. It's so such a pretty, so if you're having a waffle, use hashtag WFI waffle. We need to make sure we following. hit on that. We need to make we sure do. we hit on that so that we get more people putting them in there. Yeah. But, so my next one is Walrus steel and uh, he's showing off the first knife that he ever forged out. And it looks like, it's i mean it's it's a first knife for sure like it's it's definitely a little rough around the edges but you can really see how you know you know how much time and effort he put into it and i can only imagine what the tools that he had when he first started you know this must have taken him some time and even back then looking at this handle like it's still really clean lines and really you know it's still really pretty which is impressive for a first forged knife yeah you could see that he's experimenting you know yeah, i think that's yeah. What we were discussing earlier with your with your tumbler, it's like when you start banging on hot steel and you want to turn it into a knife later, there's so many choices you have. And any one of those choices can can move that project into a completely different space. So you always it's like chess. You have to be thinking like 10 steps ahead. And yeah. if you've never done it before. I mean, you end up with, you know, something that might not be exactly what you were thinking. But in this particular uh, case, this is what would you call this? What's the style so of this? I was going to say that this looks like amalgamation of a Canadian jump knife blade okay. with a Persian fighter handle ah. with some extra curves in there. I see that. OK. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I yeah. love it. It's cool. Yeah, I love it, too. It's very cool. So Nate over at Walrus Steel, he'll also be my roommate during blade show yeah i was gonna say we need to get over there and hey is didn't he just buy a ford maverick he finally had one uh delivered he did he had it i was made. talking yeah, to him he... about it that's uh maybe you know here in a couple years when you when car prices come down i might be trading in my astro van for a ford maverick it's a cool truck i mean yeah. it's ridiculously cool yeah ford has really stepped up their game with with the design uh in the last couple of years they've taken some time 
Um, bringing back the Bronco, strong move. Uh, you know, it, it's, yeah, I mean, they just got to, you know, got to get a, all, all of us Americans back on board with buying American. You know, there that's the thing. I think, you know, we're, we're, I've said this for a long time. It's like I drive a foreign car because I felt like for the longest time we were not making quality goods in this country. And we're now doing that again. And it's going to take some time. But I think we should start looking at that again. You know, and I'm not talking about any in any car manufacturer in particular. Hey, do you but, make something yeah. here in America? Well, Brian is shitting on your product right now. <laughs> if it's made in America, it's straight crap. You heard it here first. Um, no, of course not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I lived in a car manufacturing town. Like my, where I grew up, we made the worst car probably ever to hit the streets, the Dodge Neon. And Ew. I, like a moron, purchased one. <laughs> it lasted all of about 90,000 miles before the thing oh, blew Jesus. up. I mean, it, it, it's just straight shit garbage car. I mean, it was just terrible. So, like, I, I had, and then, you know, I tried like other American made cars back in the 90s, and it was just like every single one I drove I had a lot of issues with. And then it's like he switched to a Korean made car, and it's just like, holy shit, this thing runs. And it just runs, 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 you know? So, but like I said, we've made some changes in this country and we are working towards, you know, moving into that space. And Ford, which blows my mind, is now taking us into the next level <clears throat> with American manufacturing. So I do appreciate them a lot. And Henry Ford, God rest his soul, is one of my idols. Like, I really, truly believe in Henry Ford. Like, the guy. Yeah, I, uh, I was a security guard at the Henry Ford Museum. For oh, no a kidding. couple summers and that was a lot of fun and like basically it's it's straight up i i was the closing shift to midnight so like i would be going around locking doors and stuff like that all night every night and like that that is some creepy shit over there in oh, uh, yeah. dearborn michigan that especially yep. at night is out in the greenfield village where they have all of the you know basically they they took like edison's um work workshop and brought it to Dearborn or like yeah. Lincoln's one room schoolhouse and brought it to like all, all of the places, the things there are like the actual, you know, building bricks that made up well, those. It's so cool, but also super creepy at night. <laughs> some of it, because I don't know if you know this, but Edison's actual workshop is very close to mine. And, um, he worked here in Florida oh, yeah. and, uh, so, but some you're right. They took some of it and moved it there. But yeah, uh, Thomas Edison and Ford, Henry Ford, developed what we now know as like modern rubbers and all kinds of things. And they did it here in Florida. And they needed to do it in Florida because they had to grow things here, like plants that were actually that you couldn't grow in Michigan. That was the whole reason why they were down here. And there's like there's actually a really cool museum called the Edison Thomas. Ed, uh, what is it? Edison Ford Museum down here. Okay. And it's his actual workshop down here, and it shows like you know all of the the, the stuff that he used uh, to uh, develop uh, what we now know as modern automotive technology. Well, yeah, coming from right a guy here. who grew up in a, a Chevy S10, and then what switched to a Chevy Astrovan. For me to be looking over at the Ford Maverick, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's good enough to pull me. This is why the argument for good design is so strong. You know, someone sat down and really took a minute and redesigned the modern pickup truck. You yeah. know, think about that for a minute. Like what are we when when you break it down, 
if you look back in the 70s, right? All the muscle cars, they're all all those designs are coming back. And why is that? Because it's solid good design. It looks good. You know, you and I or well me anyway, I grew up in the 90s where all the cars looked like you know cardboard boxes. Like who came <laughs> up with that concept? Yeah. It's terrible. I drove a K car. You ever seen a K car? Uh, Aries K made by Dodge? No, I don't. I don't think I If you have. look that up, you would be horrified. Let me look it up. Give me a second. Look it up. K car. Anyway, while you're looking that up, Howling Winds Axe and Tool. Based out of Connecticut. Okay. At the time of this posting, Glenn Haworth. Glenn Haworth. 2,886. He does axe work. You got to see this guy's work. I love his touch mark. I love his style. Go take a look at Howling Winds Axe and Tool. And uh, he's on WFI Projects. I love this axe. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm commenting on the podcast. So I'm, I'm, if you're, you're discussed, if we discussed any of your projects on the podcast, I'm commenting on your picture. Oh, are we doing that now? I'll, I'll definitely I'm start doing on it. that. Dude, uh, and this K-car is horrendous. <laughs> this thing I is had it, gross to the core. I, I had it in maroon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me explain oh, something to geez. you. That wasn't my choice. It was like one of my, it was my father knew somebody that was selling it for super cheap. Yeah. And it was like an older lady and, you know, whatever. Um, you know, like uh, what lifter noise is? Like the clicking that comes from a motor? Yeah. So this car was notorious for lifter noise. Like, so... The car had like 40,000 miles on it. You'd start it, and it would just sound like a sewing machine. Ugh. It would just be like, tick, 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 tick. I mean, it's a <laughs> hunk of garbage. Oh, jeez. So anyway. All so right, the pick next one more th- out. Yeah, WFI Projects. I've got Espoke Studio from New Jersey. He, You know who that is, right? No, go ahead. That's Keith Drennan's wife. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, cool. Well, she made this uh, leather bag, and she it's it's her make what you fear entry, and she says in it that you know basically she's never wanted to work with leather, and it's always been a hassle for her to work with it. But I mean, this this bag looks super super like rugged and really really well made. So good stuff. Check out Espoke Studio over on Instagram. The bag is ridiculous. It's yeah. so good, and her touch mark or whatever you want to call it on the bag it just fits and where she Mm -hmm. placed it it looks good Uh, i'm so jealous of people that can do this work yeah i've i've tried doing a couple leather and there's a very very good reason that it go to my leather guy because my shit looks whack (laughs) yeah and you can tell she used like 10 ounce leather or something like it's really thick good leather i mean it's just such good choices all around and i think what I like about it is it reminds me of the old saddlebags that they oh used to Oh, my gosh. On. I was literally just about to say yeah. saddlebag. Yeah. It, it looks like that, right? Like um, <clears throat> it, you know, the saddlebags they put on motorcycles are iterations of the saddlebags that they legit used to throw over the ass end of a horse, you yeah. know, when back in the day when people rode horses as a primary means to get around. And this is what this reminds me of, um, you know, just – just classic styling and design and good color choices and stitch choices and everything else. So cheers to you. 
Espoke Studio. If you're not following her, you really should. At the time of this recording, 605 followers. She deserves a lot more eyes looking at her work. So just go check that out. And that's also Keith Drennan from Working Hands Podcast. That's his wife. So, so Brian, do you happen to have a dad joke of the week? Oh, I do. And it's it's a dad joke <clears throat> from a patron. Ooh, who is it from? Uh, B.L. Mullins. Okay. He he okay. actually entered the Make What You Fear Challenge as well. Benjamin Mullins. Benjamin Mullins. He goes by on. Let me just look up. Let me make sure that I'm saying his handle correctly. Oh, he changed it. It's Red Wolf Knives now on Instagram. He has 296 followers on Instagram. He is now an ABS apprentice, so he's oh. going through that process. And um, Benjamin Mullins is his name. Super cool guy. He's been a patron and a follower of my work for a long time and a supporter of my work. Not just a not just a follower, but a, like a, a supporter. And um, I, I really appreciate your work, or your support of my work, Benjamin. So anyway, this joke comes from him, straight from him. Why did the gefilte fish have his apartment broken into? Why, why was it broken into? He forgot to use the locks. <laughs> L-O-X, L-O-X, which is pretty funny. Locks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, <laughs> I think I think a lot of people are going, wait, what now? <laughs> I have it's, no it's, idea why that's a joke. Does, what? Do you, know, you know what locks are? You know what locks are. What? It's okay. So locks is, uh, it's brined sa- salmon. Oh, okay. like locks, like you put on like a bagel with cream cheese. It's Yiddish. So, yeah. Uh, Sarah's family's Jewish. So, uh, it's a very common meal. Yeah. It's served uh, in the Jewish faith, and and so it's served with uh, cream cheese usually and a bagel, and it's brined salmon. Um, it may or may not be smoked, so that's that's what a lox is. So it's a fish joke. So I've got a dad joke that is at the rest of us level. So <laughs> <laughs> last week, All right. I, Last week, I went over to my apiary, and I went in, and I specifically ordered- Slow down. Hold on. Your apiary- Not your apiary. You don't keep bees, do you? No, no. Of course not. Oh, so oh last week like I went, local apiary. I went to the local apiary. Gotcha. All right. And I asked specifically for a dozen bees. I go over there, and I pick them up, and I go through them and count them, and they ended up giving me like 13 of them. So I went back to the guy, and he's like, hey, what- What's the deal with this extra bee? And he said, well, well, that right there is a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Freebie. It's funny. This is all good stuff. Sure, I guess. <laughs> I have a, I have now, I have an updated calendar. I got it for Christmas. You know how I used to post on Facebook, like every Monday I'd post like a dad joke or something. And I got those dad jokes from a uh from a calendar that i had you know and i would share those jokes and i didn't share a lot of them because there was a daily dad joke thing and it would a lot of them were not funny yeah well for christmas i got this new calendar and it's got like three jokes on for every day Ooh, wow and they're all good so i'm gonna start doing that again i gotta bring back the dad joke monday thing people miss it yeah or maybe they don't. I don't know. And, and I don't really care because I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> I'm making the world a better freaking place through yeah. dad jokes. There you go. There you go for sure. 
So are you going, I'm, I mean, I, Basically, I, I've been trying to keep up with putting out a YouTube video every single week. Now that you've had your, you know, your your challenge video come out, your dagger challenge video, what is the next YouTube video you're trying to push this? Or There's I, two more. I don't know down. if you have There's... one coming out this week or if, if you yeah. have something coming up later. No. Um, <clears throat> so I've been working hard on a, a few projects like that kind of got me sidetracked. You saw that uh, in an Instagram post. I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but. I made combo dies for my yeah. Clark Iron Forge. And what I didn't realize was that uh, this for the forging press, the way that it's designed, it's like kind of got a pivoting um, uh, ram. And when you go on the outside of that, far outside of that uh, span, you know, it can uh, tweak a little bit that head of that ram. And it's not safe to use it like that. That's why uh, Clark doesn't actually recommend using combo dies. Well, you know, I have to push the limits of everything I own. So, I, you know, I really wanted to try doing this. So I made my own combo dies, and then I talked to Clark, and Clark's like, I wouldn't do it just because, you know, you're, you're really pushing the limits of the machine, and, you, you know, you can use the center portion of that, of that squisher, for lack of a better term. You can use, like, four inches of it. But you can't, when you get beyond that, now, because of the, if there's nothing supporting the other side, the whole ram wants to tilt, if that makes sense. Okay. And it doesn't really give you a flat, if that, you know, it's not really truly flat. So it just kind of negates the whole thing, negates the whole process. Uh, so Clark and I decided, okay, well, let's try to shore this thing up. Like, like, like let's really try to rebuild this. And, like, in terms of, like, if someone decided they wanted to do this, what's the simplest way? to make this happen and uh, we were fairly successful i mean i used some uh, structural tube steel and some other things and i got it within usability i mean it's for what i want to do i'm definitely pushing the the limits of this thing because it's 25 tons of force you know right. uh, a lot of these benchtop presses they're not um freaking microphone is dying dude <laughs> i gotta get new equipment um uh, i'm still using that old setup where it's like i was telling you like months ago that the microphone was like um iffy and i keep like band-aiding it and taping it and everything and not now it's just it's this is it i gotta spend a little money and upgrade the thing anyway oh, so i so you know clark being like like me you know, he's like, well, okay, let's let's like talk through this. Let's figure this out together. Like, maybe there's a way to do this. And um, so I made a custom, uh, a couple of custom brackets and things like that. And I think I'm successful now. Would I recommend doing this with this with his benchtop press? No, I think, I think it's important to know it can be done, but you have to really know what you're doing. And because it is 25 tons of pressure, you don't want to. You could damage the ram. You know, if you go that far out on it. So, so what um, what are the pros of the way that you did it? So the the concept, I get a lot of questions about that. Like, why would you want to use combo dies? And so combo dies are, are a thing where you're drawing out material and then you're able to flatten it with right. the same set of dies. So you don't really have to swap the dies out like I, I've been doing in some of my videos. That's attractive to me because it speeds up my process. Um. And the the reason why it's not it, you shouldn't do it with this is because, you know, the, the way he has designed it, which is the proper way. I'm just you know trying to get more out of it is that uh, the ram has a tilting head on it. 
So like as okay. it's coming down, that head can you know you can rotate it, and it's there. It's purposefully there to relieve some of the pressure if something were to be offset. So like mm. if you were to move something to the left, that tilting head would just tilt with it instead of the, all that pressure being put on the frame. Oh, so okay, that, does right. that make sense? Yeah. So that, now, now, now I understand why it is so janky. What you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So now I have cavitated that head so like i've made it stay in one spot mm. and so and then now of course i had to beef up the frame you know to make it so that the frame won't tweak you know so it may or may not be the safest thing to do <laughs> so do at and your I own risk <laughs> so do not do this <laughs> um so but anyway but i learned a lot in the process because you don't you know you think you know what 25 tons of pressure is like right until you witness 25 right. tons of pressure and that's, um, boy, is that a, uh, that's a lot, a lot, a lot of power. And it can throw things across room. If something were to snap and break, it could kill you. So you mm. definitely do not want to do this. I, I, I probably will use this only a handful of times, and I will use it with stop blocks. That mm. way, when I put those stop blocks in there, I cannot overextend the twisting motion of that head. You know, Brian, maybe you should just take the moment and switch out the dies. Like, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> this sounds this sounds like an accident waiting to happen. It really does, and and so, but I learned a lot in the process. I spent a couple of days doing it, and I didn't film much of it because the safety sallies would be up my ass. I didn't know this. You know, I felt I felt them coming from. Well, you know, these safety sallies. All it is is just you know interactions with your posts. You know, if you wanna if you wanna do it, you know. Get, get Remember what I was talking about you. with the forge and the noise, like all the people's with the noise and stuff. Like I, with this, I had to just turn it off. I was, I was okay. like, I gotta just not share. So because, and I didn't want people to think that I that I was trying to improve Clark's design because his design does not need to be improved. It's not that at all. I didn't want people to think, well, I'm not gonna buy Clark's press if it can't do certain things. It's like, no, 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 no. His design is spot on. I'm pushing this design to do things it's not intended to do so you know how i know that it's a dumb idea when brian <laughs> house is not sharing it because it's so egregiously terrible so for terrible. the system <laughs> he doesn't did, want I he doesn't want people know that you're doing dies. i did share how i made the dies i did not share what i had to do to make them actually function okay and so you know because like if you have a uh, coal iron forge or something they're designed differently they're like a single-headed ram that moves on an independent slide and so there's like it's a different t style um and significantly more expensive for that reason you know that's that's the concept here so like uh when you look at the 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 way that this thing is intended to 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 work now get this brian now I can do if I use it intend uh, as it's intended to be used. It's even more powerful now. Like Tim the Toolman, powerful. Like okay. I I beef that frame up so much. I put so much steel on that thing, and now I can really crunch some stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's that's uh, you know you know I I, <laughs> I I took two days of my life to do that, and I'm I'm glad I did it. I understood, but then it kind of set me back. It made me sit down and think. You're not as smart as you think you are. <laughs> so sit down and don't try to mess with a good design because Clark has it figured out. Don't even fit, you know, don't try to mess with it. And uh, I had to, I had to kind of take a breath. I, I legit had to go, yeah, this isn't safe. I should. <laughs>
Yikes. Yikes is right. So anyway, and I'm looking forward to having Nick in the shop in another couple weeks because he's coming down. He's actually going to fly to Florida, like I said, and then we're going to Blade, and then he's going to drive back from Blade. Oh, okay. Cool. And we're going to hang out, and we're going to make some stuff. And we're definitely going to have him live on the show, sitting across the table exactly the way he wants it. Yeah, and if anything, and now it'll force me to get another microphone. There you go. Hey, there we go. Second one. There we go. Yeah, because yeah, now I, I really don't. I, we really couldn't make it happen. We need another mic. Man, so, speaking uh, of Pickle, have you seen some of the stuff he's been putting out lately? He is dude, like that guy is so prolific. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy how his whole thing was like all rough and tumble. I don't go anything above what was it like 120 grit or anything. And now he's putting out like mirror finish and like he he got the laser yeah. etcher to like put some laser etch stuff on the side. And he's got a Paragon that Paragon loves him so much that they you know they painted the whole thing pickle green just because. Man. Well, that was uh, that was a uh, Lawrence stepped in to get that done. Oh, yeah, Maritime Nest Supply. Check can- out Maritime <clears throat> Nest Supply up there in Canada. Great people. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence actually stepped in to get that that handled for him. So that was super cool. And wow. you're right about uh, Nick and his. So Nick messaged me and said, like, the same thing that Ben messaged me and said was like, what's your schedule like? What? How are you posting this and stuff? And I'm like, I am legit just using the I don't give an f approach to to social media which means i'm going to share pretty much everything unless of course i'm doing things that are extremely dangerous and then um (laughs) which i'm not going to share because i'm not going to promote that kind of thing but the um so i told nick i was like dude just literally anything you're doing you can turn it into a reel you can turn it into a story or a post and and um you know be thinking about all the things that you want to do just know it's going to add time you know to your process but it equates to more eyes on your work, which then equates to more business. I cannot stress this enough. You know, so many people are like, well, how do you pick what to choose? Do not overthink it. Do not have paralysis by analysis. Just Mm, start making and start sharing because at the very least, you may not make more business for yourself, but you might inspire someone. And that inspiration, the vibrational frequency in which we are working it is now taking a shape in the form of a multi-billion-dollar economy. Yeah. If you sure. are worried about the economy, you're looking at stocks and you're looking at investments and you're going, "What's my future look like?" The future begins with you and the choices that you've made and the choices you will make, and everything happens for a reason. You are going to interject yourself into this system. You're going to, as minor as it might seem. You're going to be part of that oil in that engine, and one day you'll be a cog, and one day you'll be a piston, and the next day you'll be this beautiful motorcycle, beautiful car running on the streets. It isn't like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I shared five things and I only got, you know, one follower or, you know, whatever. It's a long game with social media. It is not a instantaneous, like, I'm just going to post something and get followed by, you know, thousands of people. Um, To give you an example, the dagger challenge is the best way for uh, YouTubers to game the system. Okay, uh, small channels, big channels, whatever. My video at the time of recording this has nearly fifty thousand views on it. Okay, oh look at you! No one watches my knife making videos to the tune of fifty thousand uh, people in you know whatever it is two weeks, three weeks, and that never happens for me. 
But because we game the system with the algorithm, with the challenge, and Dennis and Aaron coming up with this great concept to make that happen, my video got watched. Now, my video got watched for a long time, meaning the video itself is like 13 minutes long. The average retention is about nine minutes on that video. Damn, that's fantastic. To get anyone to sit for nine minutes these days is insanely difficult. And then Aaron and Dennis talk about this on the AOC podcast about you know trying to get people to even sit for four minutes is insanely difficult. When you watch my video, The Dagger Challenge, you'll notice, yes, I'm making a knife, but I also made it very cinematically beautiful. Yes. All right? I worked that- very hard on that to make that interesting to watch. And it was because I brought my A game to that challenge, not because I, I wanted to win, of course, but I also wanted to just at least place, which I got in eighth place, by the way, which uh, thank you so much if you voted for me. And Brian, you got in sixth place, which is just insane. <laughs> you know, it's last so good. last time I rubbed it in your face, and I felt bad afterwards. So I'm trying to. No, you know, feel not... free. <laughs> we were very close, no, by the way. Fine. Within you're what, fine. like five votes or something? We were, yeah. we were very close. This very, time. very close. So, if you look at that as a whole, you need to see it as the big picture. I knew that I had the best chance possible to get as many eyes on my work as humanly possible by being in this challenge. So if I could capture those eyes and ears in that first 30 seconds, I knew I had already won, okay? Yeah. So when you go into this next challenge, for all of my future competitors, understand that the project, the knife itself, is only a part, a part of the actual portion of the, the challenge. Look at Spencer, who made the Woots from Heavy Forge. Mm-hmm. That guy's video... It's not cinematic like mine, but it's super educational. Mm-hmm. The guy talked about how to make Woots steel. He gave a breakdown step by step by step on how to do the Woots process. Nobody has done this on on uh, YouTube. You you can try to watch. I've watched uh, probably 50 videos on the subject, and nobody has disclosed the information that he has disclosed. What did he get, third place, fourth place? I don't I mean, know off the top right of my head. I don't know off the top of my head, but he was right up there. He was right up there. And the reason is he brought his A game mm-hmm. and he worked really hard at it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you hear me taunt like I do about working hard, thinking ahead, chess game, how many moves ahead are you? All of this equates to what we do in the workshop. All right. You're gonna make social media like Nick over at Pickle Cutters. He's making reels, he's crushing it. It's exhausting. I've done it. It's a lot of work. Is he reaping the benefits? Yes. Will he reap them today? Maybe not. He's going to reap them, though, in the future. And you can, too. You just got to play the game. And I don't give a shit about if you think you should be no, you should be recognized for your work right away. Because you will not. You are in a sea of tens of thousands of makers. You want to stand out? You want it bad enough? You got to work for it. Work for it, baby! Work for it, baby! Yeah! All right. Brian, I think that's the show. What do you think? Man, we we missed Ben the entire show. I thought he was like only a couple minutes away from jumping in here. <laughs> what the hell? It would be really funny if he joined right now. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I appreciate every single person who listens to this podcast. And if you want to support what we do, you can go to patreon.com 
forward slash work for it. For as little as $1 a month, you can join our crew. And Brian, we got to start talking about some patron benefits now that yeah. we have 52 ba- ba- uh, people on there. I like what Working Hands is doing with the after show. I know that's not an original concept. Lots of shows do that. Um, perhaps we do something like that. Or we do like... Uh, we gotta, we're going to we'll do stickers and some other stuff. we got to come with something. We're brainstorming this. Okay. Um, but anyway... We appreciate you guys as always. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a good working week, hard work, and good luck. Until we meet again. See you guys later. Adios. Thank you guys all for listening. Ben, we missed you, buddy. We love you and we miss you. I think he was at the proctologist. I think that's what he was doing today. Oh, shoot. He was getting his his situation looked at. Oh, well. It taint either here nor there. I totally hit my trombone. <laughs> what? what was that? What was that sound? I pulled my what trombone. What did you drop? Too- I pulled my trombone too quick and hit the bell on the uh, table. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that sound when I tell a bad joke. <laughs> Clang that bell. All right. <laughs> <laughs>